Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So anyway, without warning, without any hint or preview, a stranger whips around and he sees me. You saw his face? His face? No. His eyes. And he didn't do anything to you? Not really, because he turned his attention back to the guy on the floor. The stranger shot him. Walked over to the bartender, paid, and left. So the bartender lived. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender never gets killed. <laughs> but, as the stranger neared the door, no man, the bartender got it worse than anybody. This one's on the house. If you can remember his face. Thanks. But no thanks. I'm clearing out of here, boys. Because I think he's headed this way. Well, thank you, boys. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. All right, Diego. Welcome back. You're sipping on that whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's my last sip. (laughs) (laughs) Some strong stuff. Well, cheers, Diego. Cheers, buddy. It's been great. I missed you. I missed you too, bro. (laughs) <laughs> fuck it no no i'm Get sorry ptsd I, from the whiskey um you know it's just uh not my favorite <laughs> i'm sorry i give it a shot it's okay i appreciate it so diego yes we had some tickets to the grindhouse theater and we went and we saw a trilogy of films we saw el mariachi desperado 
and once upon a time in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Diego, before we even traverse the movies that we saw, which were quite interesting, how did you even hear about these movies? You brought this to me. Yeah. The story is crazy. Can you please tell me? Absolutely. So I, um, yeah, I honestly, uh, a friend of mine, uh, we both enjoy movies and we just definitely want to do kind of just explore uh, movies that had more Latino leads that maybe had uh, like a, a Latino writer and whatnot. Yeah. And um, one of them that actually uh, came up was Desperado. Like I was like, like a, uh, a film about like Antonio Banderas, like being the, the, like the lead role. Like he's just like yeah. this gunslinger clearly. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm all for it. And then, you know, found out that there's once upon a time in Mexico, which is the sequel to Desperado. Yes. But actually, um, Desperado is actually a sequel to El Mariachi. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the order that I watched it in was Desperado, El Mariachi, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So, yeah. It was fun, you know. But, like, so you never heard of Robert Rodriguez before discovering all of these films? Oh, absolutely I have. Um, Okay. Like uh, Spy Kids, honestly. (laughs) Like. I, Mr. Floop. <laughs> that is so funny. Honestly, oh, um, I yeah, my one of my favorite Spy lines Kids. from that. Yeah, dude, Spy Kids is so it was so much fun. I'm gonna go on a tangent on Spy Kids. I don't care. Okay, I was gonna say like, um, I just love the whole. One of my favorite scenes is like you know uh, the watch does everything it does, but tell you what time it is. The watch doesn't tell time. There was no more room on the clock. Oh my god. Oh, there was no more room for the clock. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. I miss my kids. Oh, Anyways, Robert Rodriguez. Yes. I first heard of him mm-hmm. um when he I guess when he did the Grindhouse film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen Grindhouse? Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez joining forces mm-hmm. to make a double feature. Now is Grindhouse because I think it's Grindhouse. Death Proof as well? Yes. Okay, okay. So, he did Grindhouse. No, I don't think I've seen Grindhouse. So well, you saw Death Proof? Yes, and is that the movie where um, this guy kind of like locks women up in his car and kind of rattles them uh-huh. around? Yes. Yeah, maybe I want to say I've seen that. Um, That's in Tarantino. That was wild. That's a bit of a sick movie. Gives you uh, Taxi Driver vibes. You know, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen Taxi Driver, but I know, I just know stories of Taxi Driver. It's on Netflix. And images. Nice, nice. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's how I first heard of Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I mean, he did like a Mandalorian episode here or there. No way. And the uh... Book of Boba Fett. And I was like, but... I was like, I know his relationship with Quentin Tarantino. It's like, okay, I've seen his film. Uh, it's actually called Planet Terror oh, within the Grindhouse because it's two films. Okay. So his was called Planet Terror. It had a rose. Do you know anything about that movie? Can you run by the plot? Yes. Quick? So it's kind of like a zombie movie and like Rose McGowan's in On it. On a train? No train. Okay. They're, it's like hillbilly country. So... <laughs> so they're zombies. They like bit her leg so they had to amputate her leg and then they attached the machine gun to her leg 
with a rocket launcher, and she's like shooting the, the zombies I with their machine gun the, foot. Okay, <laughs> that sounds. This sounds fun. I'm gonna have to check this out now. It's pretty sick. Okay, it's, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, so I was like, "That's Robert Rodriguez to me." <laughs> and then he did Spy Kids, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a, mm-hmm. a kid movie." It was really good too. <laughs> and then he did the Boba Fett stuff, and I was like, everyone's like creaming their pants, like, "Oh my god, it's Robert Rodriguez!" What? A, wait, what Mandalorian episodes has he done? Because I haven't seen the book of Boba Fett. He did. Remember uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu? This is a huge tangent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but they go to that planet, or no? The Mandalorian is trying to save Grogu because Empire has him captured, and then in the sky you see it, boom, Slave One. And Boba Fett is back. He lived from the Sarlacc pit. That was his triumphant return. That was the episode he had done? Yeah. Huh. You remember that one where like Boba Fett's like in all black? Mm, no, I don't. I haven't seen The Mandalorian in some time. It's like, I'm Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be honest. You also, I don't think I could watch the book of Boba Fett. It's not that good. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's, uh, you know what? Yes. The book of Boba Fett is fucking amazing when Boba Fett's not in it. Um, because guess who comes back in the middle of the season? Tell me. The Mandalorian. Oh, really? So, yes. so like, they're just like joined forces for the rest of the show? No, then it becomes Mandalorian, the prequel to season three. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. Whoa. It's like Boba Fett, Boba Fett story, and then hard stop. It's the Mandalorian. Surprise. Like a Mandalorian episode? Yes. That's desperate. <laughs> that, I, that seems a little desperate. I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. There's a hidden Mandalorian episode. It's not even hidden. Boba. It's just like, just, hey, you like Mandalorian? Here's all the characters. Okay, so what I was gonna ask you what happened, but I feel like this is a quite the. It's fucking. Up. There's a ring world, a ring world, like Halo. Oh yeah. Okay. What What are they doing on this ring? It's a full civilization in a ring world, and the Mandalorian has to go there to get a bounty that sends him somewhere that he does stuff. Huh. But you haven't seen a ring world in Halo. I mean, we haven't seen a ring world. We ha- well, okay, make sure. We haven't seen a ring world in Star Wars. So when uh-huh. they did that, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. And like, does it go by its own laws? Like, is this whole civilization that's on there? Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I can't wait. They it's, made it. Yeah. It's fucking sick. I, gotta, I can't believe I've never heard of this. And a lot of prequel love, like the Phantom Menace. Oh, like design style? Yeah. Oh, that makes me A happy. tear came to my eye. I was like. Because I do like that high, like that high end kind of Star Wars look and like the ships of like the, like the silver kind of ships, the yes. chrome, it's silver. We're not going to spoil it, but you'll be like, I saw you'll, you'll it feel good. and I clapped. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do that. Okay. I'm Bet you. Okay, cool. Just cool. pause it. Start standing up, clapping. Yes, yes. I bring my cats and cats look <laughs> clap with me. Cats, I know what that is. Hell yeah! Oh my god! But anyways, 
Robert Rodriguez. Yes. So, yeah, I never heard of these films before. And it's just funny because you're like, let's watch Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a sequel. Actually, it's a, the sequel, is the prequel, which was the sequel to the prequel. It's, it's a trilogy, Armand. And I was like, wow, okay. Well, yeah, let's do all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I watched El Mariachi, and it's, I feel like it's his first movie. Because it's so like low budget and like guerrilla style filmmaking. You could tell you filmed this in Mexico mm-hmm. using like locals. Like they didn't feel like actors. Maybe there was like one or two, but it was like, it felt real. It felt gritty. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah. It like the, uh, the way it was shot definitely made you, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it felt so low budget, but at the same time, it also had the like, uh, Spanish soap opera feel because yes. the film was in Spanish as well. Yes. And that was, that was so much fun. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. And like, did you watch it in Spanish? Yeah. I oh. think. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I put it's subtitles so, on. Damn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish I did that because the copy I found was dubbed. Oh, and on was, Netflix. Cause it was on Netflix. Or, hmm. It was on, I watched it on Pluto. I don't know if that's a, a flex or. A, I don't know what a Pluto it, is. It, it's like Tubi. You know Tubi? No, I don't know what a Tubi is. <laughs> you don't know what Tubi is? is. What's the, what there are, are these free streaming platforms. What? Everything on, it's, you can sign up, it's for free. You can watch stuff, movies, TV shows. I never knew that. That's so cool. But it is very awesome, but like, I feel like mostly boomers use it. Because <laughs> mm, okay. it's like the Brady Bunch. I love oh, Lucy. I'm now no, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's like, where's the good stuff? Everything's like 50 years old on here. <laughs> Remember MacGyver? Oh, fuck. Oh, is that where um, Mike Ryder lives? Yes. I knew it. Anyway, we're going on a music tangent now. Yes. <laughs> so before we go any further, mm-hmm. I want you to tell the listener mm-hmm. what the Mexican trilogy is all about. Oh, okay, sure. I would say the, is that what it's called? The Mexican Trilogy? Well, it's the Mexico Trilogy. Yeah, Mexico. I'm sorry. No, Everyone that made this movie is Mexican. So I oh. would think that this is the Mexican Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah, I would say this uh, this trilogy, um, I think my favorite thing about this trilogy really is how um, you realize that yes, or the actors uh, in the movie are more of a vessel for the legend of El Mariachi, right? And yes. not only the legend, but like it's more about the suitcase or excuse me, the the guitar case and whatnot yeah. and how like almost how the, uh, I don't know, like it's, how do I say this? Just like how any, man, I'm trying to think, you know how Captain America has a shield? Yes. El Mariachi, whenever you see him around, Right, whoever El Mariachi is has like the suitcase, and you know there's like they mean business. So in a sadistic uh, shoot 'em up kind of way. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I would say. Yeah, you know, it's just funny because I've had that archetype of the the mariachi since I was a kid. Mm. Now I don't know if it's impacted because of these films, because you know we grew up in the '90s, but like. I knew about that archetype, like the, the, the gunslinging musician and his gun is in his suit, uh, is, is it, his gun is in his, uh, guitar case. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
I've seen this before. Yes. But I've never seen this movie before. Yes. That's such a sick, like, outline of a character. It's like, because it's like, he's a killer, Mm -hmm. but he has a heart because he's a musician. Mm. He's a musician for hire. That's like the ultimate anti-hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost a... uh... A bit of hmm. <laughs> it's a superhero that isn't a superhero. Exactly, and it's a strong character type. I feel like I'm also maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit and talking about Desperado. Do it. Um, I would talking say about the whole trilogy. Man, I would say about within Desperado, in there's a scene where uh, Antonio Banderas is having a shootout at a bar, and it, he's almost like very poetic, and it's uh, it's the best gunfight I'd say it's in that so movie. Sick. I know. I know. Now, you know why, because like the essence of the mariachi is like such a strong character. And you know why we're talking about this, this trilogy of films in more of a a, a fluid way Mm -hmm. rather than structured. Like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like every single movie is the same story being told. Mm -hmm. And Robert Rodriguez is like, have access to more money. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he has a bigger budget to make. So he made El Mariachi awesome got gets buzz hey i want you to make a movie okay i'll remake el mariachi but also make it a sequel and then that makes a fuck ton of money it was like all right i'll do the sequel but it's going to be the same story as the first film so it's like he's like trying to perfect his story of the mariachi el mariachi Oh, I never... didn't get those vibes. I was like, this is like the same movie. Um, So, yeah, I did get the vibe that it was the same movie. I will say, though, from El Mariachi to Desperado, from the ending and like the issue he had with his hand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That blew my mind because yeah. I, I went into this because I did some research and I heard El Mariachi, you know, Desperado is pretty much that remade. Same mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And then Once Upon a Time in Mexico is the sequel to Desperado. So I went into that. And I was like, okay. So then starting Desperado, I was like, this is okay. They're remaking it. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the oh shit moment for me was when Moko, the villain of the first film, shows up right in the beginning of the movie. That's when I jumped up. I was like, oh my God, it's a sequel. And mm-hmm. then it showed that scene remade where... Uh, Antonio Banderas is getting his hand shot in the climactic end. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, it's a sequel!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that 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 was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, that was when I saw Desperado. Um, because I saw that first. It it was honestly it was fun not really knowing what happened to his hand because I was like, okay, so that's why he's not really as music doesn't make him as happy anymore, yes. and that's why he's like this like. I don't know, bounty hunter, like cold blooded, like killer out for revenge, you know? And the first thing I saw when like the wrap around his hand is that like, he can't play, you yeah. know? And then he's, it's clearly a scar for him. Cause like, I mean, if you see his outfit too, you know, it's it like kind of very much has that like El Mariachi, like kind of clothing style as well within the second film. And I would say in the third, well, I guess, yeah. in all the films, um, that just blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is a continual story. Mm-hmm. But then when watching it, he's executing the same idea over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a bigger budget. It's kind of like The Terminator. Have you seen The Terminator? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has a that more of like an IP kind of feel, right? Where it's like, okay, so he's almost like 
Yeah, he's honestly, which is fun. He's making El Mariachi like the name of the IP, if you will. So. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like the Mexican Terminator. What a take. <laughs> <laughs> what did he be? Um, I, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Terminator is like more about a robot, though, than it is. Or the robots. Because you have Arnold, he's like, dun, 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 dun. And then you have El Mariachi, who's also like invincible. Like Mm. the Terminator. Yeah, like, I don't think in the first one, he never got shot until his hand. And he was like, "Ah." like, it's not (laughs) looking to what he was doing. Oh, I always thought that was uh, the interesting thing, too, was that in El Mariachi, like, the guitar case almost, like, really protected him in a way. It was almost like, you know, it's the aura of it. It's like, yeah, it's. I mean, like, uh-huh. you know, whoever has this case is pretty much a badass, uh-huh. you know, so. Uh, That's magical. Yeah. It's yeah. a secret uh, fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen, yeah, I've, um, I feel like I've seen, you know, going back to your point of, like, hidden weapons and whatnot. Um, so yesterday, when I watched uh, Charlie's Angels, right? Yes. Um, the whole kind of classic sword and cane yeah 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 yeah. that's definitely what that reminded me of of too mm-hmm. it's just cool yeah yeah it's like it's so unnecessary but it's fucking style man. how well how else would you be able to carry a big old sword uh you know throughout downtown can't quite do that you just have a sheath oh yeah yeah you know, take us i've back. seen many animes to know that's okay it's it's sheathed I mean, but yeah, but even eventually they It's a reverse like, blade. It's, I, I can't kill people. Okay, but now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be, oh yeah, that'd be cool. You just go around. Oh, see, but it's, it's dull. See, I can't. See, doesn't hurt anybody. Put it against, yeah, put it against your arm. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's fine. It's a defense blade. Mm. I'm not decorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dumb. Oh, anyways. Yeah, this is, you know, I know we took like a little tangent on anime. This movie was kind of like a Mexican anime. Just think about it. A Mexican You have this anime. protagonist who is like impervious to bullets. He mm-hmm. can do crazy acrobatics in the air flying around. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. suitcase has a machine gun in it that he can shoot from his suitcase. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like you can see this in a Japanese anime. Yeah, like it, it's very over the top. Yes, ex- extremely over the top. I, I'm here for it. I honestly prefer. I mean, it's it's also I feel like expected out of what because Desperado. I think Quentin Tarantino was also part of um, the team and yes. creating that film too. Yes. And, um, I feel like the. Uh, it's just his, like, the blood and the gunfights are very much his style and is definitely in the movie. Like, big difference from the first movie, right? Oh, yeah. Because it was, I think the first one was solely done, Robert uh, solely done the first one. And then I think the second one was that it was, it's his film and Quinn worked with him, you know, on it. Because they're good friends, too, IRL. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had more of a team helping mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It's like you do the props, you do this, like instead mm-hmm. of him doing everything. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I have a vision and I trust you to almost kind make of it happen. almost kind of seems like why the first one was kind of has that low budget style because yeah. it was definitely more of a focus on the story, you know. It really was and the story 
Like I was watching it and I'm like, this feels like a soap opera. Feels like I'm watching Telemundo right now. Mm -hmm. But like the story was so enriching. It's like, oh man, there's like something here. Yes. If only it had a higher budget. They got the higher budget. Yeah, true. I would also say for the first one, like it feels like it's like, like, I think I said this before, but it felt very artsy to the point where I'm like, I don't know how to like, not how to feel about it, but it has this Western kind of vibe to it as well. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, um, cause I think the, a trope of like Western movies where it's like, you know, we meet hero, hero, like meets person they're supposed to work with. And then there's a downfall. And then they, it's like their story of how they get back. I think almost the Revenant is also technically uh, a re- Western as well. This is a total, yeah. I'm like, I just like I'm Western in the winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were we were on a train and we just jumped to another set of tracks. So, <laughs> uh, settle back, cowboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me tell you something with the the whole trilogy because like you have El Mariachi, you have Desperado, and it's like. Robert Rodriguez has a very specific style of shooting and telling stories. And it's like they're very similar and it's very consistent with tone. And then with the third film, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm. you would think it's like, okay, it's going to be like the vibe of the first two. And it wasn't. It was like a Michael Bay esque action film. It's like he completely. Sold out, <laughs> went full uh, mass market medium. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, wow, this movie sucks. Yeah, it's unoriginal. It's like and convoluted and weird. Yes. And like there is no story. There is there's no story. no story. It's just a vehicle to see uh, fire explosions. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly I felt like it was very it was boring. Like I, I felt I definitely remember like dozing off and i was like no offense but it's just i don't know there was it was a lot of just explosions you know which was it was a fun like shoot 'em up movie um but it just didn't feel like really smart like it didn't really like you know so i watched john wick yesterday and um i mean i've seen it before but i was like damn man like the uh, so I made a comment about like John Wick yesterday where it feels like I'm watching a video, someone like playing a video game and doing like a time trial to perfection to like beat like their, to beat their like mission time trial. Yeah. And I feel like with once upon a time in Mexico, it just felt a little too cliche too. Cause I think it did some, like it made some like, I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't necessarily inspired by like a soap opera like a, a Latino soap opera, but it felt like, I don't know. It just felt like it was, it was more, yeah, it was more for a wider audience. It was so for kind of like, I don't know. I just didn't, it just felt like it was a bit of a sellout compared to the others, and to the other, to previous films. And to your point with the story, it's like, it was so convoluted because it's like, okay, El Mariachi, we need you to kill this one person. And it's like, that's, not his character because like he was going after a specific mob. He went after Moko because Moko killed his, his daughter, I believe, mm-hmm. or his something, something close to him. It was his love. That's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he went after killing him. He went after his boss. He's, mm-hmm. he's going up the chain of command mm-hmm. because this mob uh, cartel. And then with the third film, it's like, okay, we need you 
to kill this guy because he is trying to kill the president, uh, to put in this other president into power, and that he's also, you know, he paid for this specific general, so it's going to be a military coup. So it's like he's paying that person, but you have to kill that person who's hiring the other person, Mm -hmm. his person. It's like, what's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not like it's, it's so complex and deep. It's like, you're telling this dude to like kill that person because they're going to kill this person, but they're trying to prevent that person from being killed. So you need to kill that person before right. you can kill this person. It's like, what the f- I know. I just like kill that person. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Nice and simple as you can it's work very on brutal. other stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like brutal. And maybe that was, maybe that was the intention too. Like so math like, equation. I mean, even you remember how the first one like kind of had like a, a brutal, um, I would almost say like the, okay, what am I trying to say? I would say that there's like the, the sense that the cinematography of the first one feels like it's, um, it's, you know, supposed to be a more, bit more rough, like camcorder esque, right? Like Jason Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't seen, yeah. I haven't seen Bourne Supremacy in a while, but that's kind of on the list to rewatch. Um, but I would say, um, with, um, Oh, right. With El Mariachi that um, the, the way it was shot was like brutal and it feels like it just like it just like intensifies. So I guess in a weird way, it does definitely feel like the third one is more brutal in it's like action. Right. Because it definitely like just peaks upward. Right. And just. Yeah. yeah, I I would say that I see what the intention was, but it just felt a little too. uh to exposition to like this is explosion like this is what's going like yeah you know what i mean yeah and did he like did he do you know if the scar had transferred over in the third one i think that was like the first thing i looked at yeah me neither me neither i think they just his hands healed now yeah 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 i felt like that was such like a reminder of like his past and so important i mean but i guess at the same time he already took care of the guy in the second one so like making yeah. this third one seems like a kind of a sellout yeah but it's like yeah i'll make another one i need money yeah i mean hey man like yeah i guess you gotta you know i would want money too but uh i would definitely say um yeah no i would definitely say for me that i yeah selma hayek oh yes was in the second one yes main character yeah and then in the third film she dies off screen in the beginning of the movie, it's like they couldn't afford to have Selma Hayek again. Hmm. Maybe they didn't want to recast her. Be like, who the fuck's this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they bring someone else? They brought someone else in for uh, his love in the third one. He didn't have. Well, she gets killed. And okay, then that's it. Oh, I'm thinking. Of, I think I'm thinking about the second one where they're jumping out of like a in a, a building that's exploding behind them, that and they were sick. handcuffed. That was in the third film. Okay. Yeah. That was like the only sequence she was in. And oh. then they she died in a flashback. He was like, Oh, he thinks back and then she gets like shot. She falls down. Oh that's the end of the scene. Okay. Okay. Like, yes, he What? Yeah, I don't know. They they I'm telling you, man, they literally I guess it's just the same like the revenge trope from like the first two, except for this one didn't take two movies. It like happened right away that he's like, okay, now I'm going to go after those people. Do you think he considers those movies, the Mexico trilogy? Or do you think the studio he works for is like, we need a trilogy. 
to sell people. Hmm. Do you think it's his huh. idea? Because it seems like the filmmaking of the third one was so lazy, and he did it, yeah. and he had control over it. Yeah. So it's like, did he not care about his own story? So I am going to also like, I don't kind care of, about this movie. It's like, what? right, right. Because I also, what I. Can't even bullshit. Yeah, right. I did like research actually too on like, because I, because I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, Antonio Banderas is like real badass in this movie. I never knew he had that side to him. Yeah. And I did research. Um, He's puss in boots. I know. I, know. <laughs> uh, I did research into like, you know why I just didn't really do movies like that as much anymore. It's because he didn't really want to keep playing the Latin lover trope. So yeah. Yeah. And just like kind of be like this, like sex icon, if you will, which is like understandable. Cause he doesn't, well, you know, as a looking career, guy and career wise, he didn't really want to like run into that issue. He wanted yeah, to do it'd it be typecasted. Exactly. He would be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you're just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, but I, he's he's done like he's done a lot though. I mean, well, shit, he's clearly done a lot. That's pretty done, wild. Done, done, done. Yeah, it's pretty wild how uh, he was once the governor of California, right? Uh, not Antonio Banderas. No, I know. I was talking about Arnold. Arnold. Yes, Harrison he was the governor. Teacher. Yeah, yeah. I think for like eight years or something. Yeah, and then Gavin beat him. Oh, that's probably someone in between Gavin Newsom. I feel like right. Yeah, Arnold was a long time ago. What a what a time! Arnold was around when Bush was around. That's a that's long ago. That's why. Once. That's why he was able to. Was was Arnold? He was red, wasn't he? Yeah, he was red. Wow, I didn't know that. I feel like that makes sense though. California was very red, really. Yeah, but now it's like very blue. It represents as blue, but I think it's pretty pretty mixed. Yeah. Because you have the so big, too. huge cities. I know. And then the rest of the state is rural. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's kind of like the same thing with uh, Illinois. Yeah. Because Chicago, we're literally, it's a blueberry. As, a blueberry. Yeah. Or someone, a blueberry in a, tom, uh, in, in a tomato soup. There it is. Someone it had told really, me that. Yes. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah, someone told me about that the other day. Um, because they were from, I think, Kansas City. Um, and I was like, oh, and Atlanta as well. Cause Atlanta's. Dead. Oh, you're right. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's insane. I know. Oh, I guess Florida too. What? How? Which city is Florida? Miami. Oh, Miami is like super blue. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. I thought they were red. No. Huh. Florida is. Yeah. Miami. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Damn. I'd say probably even Fort Lauderdale, too. Hmm. Okay. Have you ever been to Miami? 
Yeah. I really want it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I feel like I should go in the winter, though. Why? Uh, winter time because it won't be as hot. Well, you go for the beach. Yeah, but I mean, the beach is still going to be open. It doesn't snow in Miami, baby. You're not going to swim. Actually, I wasn't going to swim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, maybe like dip my feet in the water, but that's really it. I was in Florida. Yeah. My fiance recently. And we were swimming in the ocean. And like one of the, lo- we were talking to one of the locals and they're like, yeah, only northerners uh, swim in the ocean right now. And I'm like, well, I'm from Chicago. What? Oh, why? Because is it like. Because it's colder up here. No, but so they're like, um, oh, only northerners will fucking swim in the ocean right now. I mean, well, I mean, but the thing is, it is the water like more rough on the time of year? But I think it's just temperature. Uh, it's just temperature. Oh, like we'll swim in cold water. Yeah, want to. I'm not gonna lie. Like two weekends ago, I I jumped into the lake via the beach um belmont like beach harbor yeah and boy did i regret it <laughs> what it, happened it was just choppy bro because there was boats coming in oh and uh yeah i was hanging out with some friends and uh it was uh i i just thought i could do it and honestly i would never do that again <laughs> uh, that was slightly terrifying it felt good um like it felt like liberating in a way but i was like maybe if it wasn't like and i got you know when you're out okay you know when you're diego got scared yes you know when you're like out in like uh just in deeper water and uh out of nowhere you just get the the wave that you just gulp up that is when I know I want, that's when I want to get out. Like, I'm like, no, I'm disoriented as hell at the moment. Like, and I just want to be on land. I legit climbed up and I just laid there. Like, I was like, wow, my heart is like going right now. It was, mm. it's been a while. Dude, I didn't realize how long it, it was. And then they were tr- they were telling me, like, yeah, you're not supposed to kick your legs when you're treading water because you're, like, uh, that's how you sink yourself. That's what I did. And I was, yeah. And it was exhausting, too. Like, I was, like, I did not. Like, I know how to pace myself, like, while riding a bike, but not while swimming. I'm actually, yeah, I can't pace myself while swimming. But hell of a dangerous. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so Diego, <laughs> I'm glad I watched these movies. You know why? Because like, I don't think we get a lot of uh, Latino representation when it comes to a lot of action films or even films in general that mm-hmm. are like looked fondly upon. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel that way? Hmm. I would say... I would say that there's opportunities that there's definitely opportunities within Hollywood that I feel like just more representation can be just, you know, applied into the world. And I feel like definitely like Latinos in in that kind of space, like is one of them. And while it may be like kind of weird and there is the um, there is the argument of, you know, some people just look closer to, you know, to what the representation they're looking for. Right. So 
I I wish I could remember this actor's name, but there was a Latino actor who, you know, probably made a statement on Twitter and I just saw it as a post on Reddit that like, you know, he was frustrated with uh James Franco getting the role to play to play Fidel Castro. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't when I saw that I was like, he doesn't even look like Fidel Castro. I mean, he's kinda he kinda has like the dirty boy look that and Fidel like had the you know scruffled beard and everything and I would also say that I think James speaks well but I just feel like every time James plays a uh James is anybody in any movie he's it's just like it feels like he's technically a good actor but it just still feels like he's playing himself like it doesn't really feel like a uh like a oh yeah I'm the like yeah I want to like it doesn't I, become a new person. It's kind of there's a consistent tone, mm. the way he talks and the way he approaches characters. Yes, and I mean, someone wants to argue with me about uh, whatever the disaster artist was. You win because, like, whatever. I I digress. Um, I I would say um, I'm just not a big fan of the room, but I'm gonna just stop it at that. I actually hate it. Um, so. My God. I, I mean, I'm not, I feel like I'm not the only one. I just like, just <laughs> don't think it's entertaining at all. And I've seen it like two or three times and I'm like, I don't need to see this again. So like, I'll, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll throw it on if there's like no audio to it. I don't think anyone just does. No, I understand that. I'm going to no throw one, on the room. Just, you know, I like that. Movie. Yeah. Right. Well, that happened to me once and that, yeah, no, it was just so stupid. With who? Uh, it was with two. It was with my buddy Mike and his friend Ian. About You're gonna say their names? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was with my friends and and so and um and it was pretty much uh it was just like yeah it was, they were like let's watch the room and I'm like I've seen this I don't want to watch it again. Literally everybody in the room had seen it again. I'm very pro when I'm watching a movie with anybody. Um, if I've never seen the movie before, if nobody in the room seen it before. I prefer that, you know, shared experience of like something new. Right. Um, I digress. So I would say the also, I mean, it's not an issue, but I mean, personally, I love Scarface. Right. Um, But Al Pacino plays Scarface. He's a white dude. But I mean, I don't know. You know, like uh, there's been plenty of, you know, times where. The casting, I would say, is like not spot on. You know, it feels like the, you know, it is ignoring potentially the passion of someone of that culture yeah. of what they can bring. Yeah. Because, you know, if someone told me that I, okay, so I guess to be honest, I'm thinking about it. If I have that opportunity to, you know, be a Latino actor, right? Because yeah. I mean, I, and I would say in those and then in that um, putting myself in that mindset, I'd be proud. You know, I would want to do it the right way. I would want to, you know, I would want to do I would want to deliver a very passionate um, performance and not, nothing like what anybody's really seen before, because it's I'm embodying like someone that's, you know, culturally someone I can relate to. And for me, at least personally, you know, representation is everything or not everything, but you know, it's when you have an opportunity to really 
make a voice and to like really represent what you can do as a person, but then also realizing that is lifting up all the people, like the people within your community. Yeah. I think I would want to see that just more out of Hollywood, just to inspire that like next generation, you know, I mean, there's always, there's always going to be like a select few or like that one role or that, um, you know, that one kind of character that all those, you know, you know, like kind of give them the opportunity to look something to look forward to. And yeah. I just also feel like if the, like I said, if the casting is more accurate, then it's just going to be a much more powerful um, projection of the character. Mm. But I'm not an actor. so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really, um, that's really insightful way to look at it because like, I just like these movies because it's like, it's like, oh, this is my culture mm-hmm. on screen. Mm. And it's just good to see. Because, mm-hmm. like, we don't have that representation oh, as Hispanic people. There's, like, we don't have... Who's, mm. our, who's our superhero? I'm trying Speedy to... Speedy Gonzalez? I would say, what is... Um, I would say, why can I not remember his name? And it's not... Uh, Benicio Del Toro. He's a Puerto Rican. He's, I think he's a... Sp- Part Spanish, part Puerto Rican actor. Wow, I yeah. didn't know he was Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double check. I'm like he's pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sicario, a- I want to see Sicario again. He was in a. He was in a James Bond movie. He was the villain. Oh yes, he was. Oh my god! Spectre, gosh. no yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. Ooh, I love the Skyfall. Such intro. a good movie. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. And Benicio's creepy in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then he took out like half of his jaw out yep. too. Oh, wow. That's good <laughs> shit. I haven't seen No Time to Die. I didn't see it either. Oh. I want to see it. I think I do too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like Spectre. I was disappointed. Yeah, because uh, what's his name? Christoph Waltz is in it. You would, you, you know, you would think he, I mean, was he a good villain? Yeah, typical kind of like Austrian, because I think he's Austrian and not German. So. But he didn't do much. Yeah, no. Like you, you look at Inglorious Bastards, and he was the main villain, and he crushed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With this, it's like he's in it for like five minutes. He didn't really do anything. Yeah. Didn't have any character defining moments. It was just like, I'm going to get you bond. I'm in charge. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I think would be or- a fun fight is bond and excuse me, is bond and, uh, and Ben character. That'd be a good fight. I don't know who, I don't know if I who would, would win. Oh, they have all their stuff. I mean, to be honest, like total MI6 agent, like <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I just think it would be, I think if it was in a bar, it'd be pretty close. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it'd be like a bar fight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think the mariachi would win. I, yeah. I that's can imagine what, yeah. it like throw down a bottle. He kicks it up. He breaks it. Mm-hmm. And then he slashes Bond's throat. Oh, wow. I really liked the, like the mag almost dance in the, in oh, the, yeah. in the, in the bar scene in the, in Desperado. So I feel like I would want the choreography to be just as fun. But I don't know if it it would be sleek. It would be sleek and fun because like that Bond style and like kind of the almost yeah. The, I felt like uh, Desperado has more of a gorilla style like action for sure. So yeah. I think that would be a great clash of worlds, you know. So God, like that, like that was like the shining jewel of like all of these movies, mm-hmm. even the third one. 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fight choreography mm. and like the action set pieces were on point. Yeah. I was like, this is entertaining. Yeah, it's mm. choreographed so well. Because mm-hmm. like what sucks is watching an action movie with shitty choreography. I've seen them and I'm like, oh my God. What was the last one that you, I'm trying to think of like the last movie that I just didn't like the fighting. Cor- oh, you know what I'm going to say? Um, Fast and the Furious. Oh, I didn't watch Fast 9 recently. F9, whatever. One of my friends is in love with the franchise. They're fun. And he made me watch all of them. I never they knew. They get bad after a point. Which one? After after Brazil? Because Brazil's a good one. But I That was a revival because The Rock was in it. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he in it? Yeah, he was in that yeah. one. Yeah. That was the one where he was introduced. He's the special agent. Yeah, so that yeah, that one is like almost like I was like all right, we're talking. Now. That's yeah. when they pivoted from cars to more crime. So literally I was watching a movie with someone and they said that the themes of this movie are car like car chase cars. Oh, what is it? It is cars uh heist, right? Like, you know, like Stealing heist and stuff yeah. and family. Because I never realized there's uh, how many family moments <laughs> there are in that movie. And I was like, what? The Vin Diesel hell? looks at this straight into the camera. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I literally. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in Fast Night? <laughs> I really like Little Chris. He's Come on, Paul Walker, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they never really mentioned him in the ninth one. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Anyway. In spirit, because he's family. There you go. He just walks out. Never forget about He's like family. a force ghost. Don't worry about it, cuh. I mean, wasn't it like that in his, uh, yeah, in the ending scene of like the, his last movie, it was. was uh, CGI. Yeah, yeah. It looked good. It, it looked fine. On his brother's face. It looked just wild. On the actor's brother's face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I would, I'd have to see it. If I, if I do, I'm like, okay, I want to see it. I want to see it. Fuck it. You know, see your brother one last time. It's been a long way. (laughs) I'm going to tell you all about it when I see you again. (laughs) Damn, I'm back to 2011. Oh, it just took me back. Come on, 2011. 2012. Yeah. Everyone thought it was like, come on, Nostradamus. Were you, were you bullshitting us? Oh, yes, he was. That's good, because I didn't really want to know. So, uh, so okay, I have to say, like, before even starting this, mm-hmm. we're just talking about the films, and mm-hmm. you're like, I couldn't even finish Once Upon oh, a Time yeah. in Mexico. No, I think I'm going to be honest asleep. with you. Yeah. I stopped it about halfway through, and I was like, should I even return to this later? And I did. I did, but it was not enjoyable. What were you what were you doing that you were like, I should do something else? I was dedicating time to watch. I was like, let me sit down and watch a movie. I'm gonna put on Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Wow. I love the first two, so this is probably gonna be a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was not. I knew we were in trouble right in the beginning. <laughs> knew we were in trouble. I was like, uh oh. So I sh- I stopped it and I was like, I have to finish it. I have to fish for the podcast. And I did. And it, 
It was dumb. Yeah. I lost brain cells watching it. Mm. Did mm. you? What made you stop? Uh, I was falling asleep, man. And for how actiony it was, I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Like, I just felt, you know, I just uh, it wasn't really hitting like the first two. Like the first, the second one was like, oh, this is this is great. I'm, I've like, I remember. I think my my, I think my parents had this movie on VHS, and so I always remembered like whenever I was walking throughout the house, really, and I would just see, like, I think I would see that movie. And I'm like, what is that about? You know? And like, it's such a... That's where it started. Yeah. Like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. My parents had like a lot of VHSs, a lot of action movies. So if I remember correctly, I mean, there was a lot of movies that we had that were like mixed in there, but yeah, that's, that's what I remember. I was, I was wondering because like you said you specifically wanted to do this movie. You're like, have you heard of this movie? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I did. I've never, mm-hmm. never seen it. Oh, my God. It's part of a trilogy. Yeah. And I didn't know it was a Quentin Tarantino film because when I, well, or excuse me. Um, when he it, was the, involved. Yeah, that he was involved because, I mean, I love Django and I really love the gun violence in Django. Yeah. So I was like, I got it. Because when I saw Desperado, it had that style. Yeah. And I was like. I got to see what the other two were like. And when I saw the first one, I was like, I was like, oh, this is like not what I expected at all. And I think like when I finished watching the movie, I definitely didn't like it. But I was like, this is occupies that like artsy film part of my mind where I'm like, I just had to take it for what it is. Oh, and I cannot believe you saw it. The dub. Sorry. The what? The dub. I was watching. I'm like. I was like theorizing. I'm like, was this movie released in America only with the dub? Like, given the time period, the '90s, they probably dubbed over because they don't trust people. And they almost read it. And they almost made it like a, uh, I guess, in a weird. Oh, that's weird. I guess and feel like for those who like watch it for the first time, it's just it would have gotten a smaller release. Like, I, I can't imagine right. this was like. I don't know. Did you see the numbers for this? For El Mariachi at all? It was actually a big success. No way. Yes. Wow. Like. I mean, I guess the that budget sense. was $7,000. And it wow. made $2 million. Oh, my gosh. $7,000. That's it? $7,000. That's impressive. That's so impressive. I mean, the special effects, it looked like ketchup for blood. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. this looks so fake and so low budget, but I don't care. Because the story was so... felt you know, very organic. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was a great story. I was like, I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Fully invested. Mm-hmm. And then with the second one, it was like, you made so much money. You're going to make us a lot of money now. And then did you see the numbers for the following? Well, you're not going to believe it. Okay. So the budget was $7 million. So instead of 7,000, he has 7 million for Desperado. Mm. It made $60 million. Damn. Damn. That's quite the flip. So it's like he flipped his first movie with a, you know, he made like $2 million. And then he flipped his second movie and he made like $50 million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like this guy can make some money for the studio. And the third one. And then they're like, do it for a third time. And I'm going to theorize. He's probably like, oh, mm-hmm. all right. And kind of like hacked it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Or maybe he just didn't know what to do. Was his budget 17 million? Gonna give you 17. You're not gonna believe it. What's up? So the budget for Once Upon a Time in Mexico was $30 million. Whoa. Whoa. What? And guess how much it made? Oh, no. I'm going to guess it only made like 45. $100 million. Um, I mean, he's getting a more return on his investment. Yeah. So the theaters are like, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that there's not a fourth one, though. Oh, there could have easily been. He was probably like, you know what? No. Yeah. He's like, no, y'all, <laughs> you guys cannot ask me to do that again. <laughs> I want to do other things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because then he'll turn into like a Michael Bay because Michael Bay was like, yeah, I'll make more Transformer movies. That's yeah. nine films later. Is it really nine? I think it's like six, actually. Okay. Well, there's That's a still. new one coming out, right? But I don't know if it's by Michael. Oh, my. The, the, the Beast Wars? Yeah. Is it like, so like, yeah, it's like them turning into like animals and shit like that. Right? Is that what Beast Wars was? Yeah, that is Beast Wars. Okay. Okay. Optimus Prime is a gorilla, if I'm correct. Um... So that means they're going to do dinosaurs eventually. Well, they they brought in the dinosaurs, but they didn't transform. They didn't transform into the dinosaurs. Oh, uh, yes. Because remember, it's all themed different. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a... Now I want to see a list. Yeah, you're Power Rangers, too. Remember the Power Rangers? Of course I remember the Power Rangers. And then there's like Ninja Power Rangers and Dinosaur Power Rangers. (laughs) Fucking Dragon Zord is amazing. So, so good. Oh, man. This is like nostalgia of the podcast. Yeah, right. So, Diego, Mm -hmm. I think it's time to get off the fence. Okay. I want you to be honest with me. Okay. Even though each film is so radically different. You have like a low-budget action movie. Mm -hmm. You have a big-budget action movie with an awesome story. And then you have a a dumb action movie. Mm -hmm. All explosion, no plot. All sizzle, no substance. Mm. I want you to rank them. Oh. From best to worst. What's number one? Actually, what's number three? What's the worst one? Oh, number three is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That's a surprise there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, this is kind of tough, though, because I feel like I can rank them uh, the second and first one, like, for separate reasons. But I would say, I would say, ooh. I was just saying the movie the orders came the the order the movie came out in El Mariachi like I did see Desperado first really yes I did because wow. I never knew it was a trilogy oh and I was my like gosh. well shit well I'll start with Desperado or like when I watched Desperado while I was watching I found out that it was part of a trilogy well going back to El Mariachi did you see like like oh I've seen this before. Absolutely. And like how we didn't have the whole like I remember that in the second one there was a, a, a flashback of Antonio getting his hand shot. Yes. And I was like, oh, that must have happened in the first movie. And so when I saw it happen with a completely different guy, I was like, what the heck is like this is <laughs> this is goofy. Um and it's just having all the guys line up, you know, and when the boss gets killed, they're like, mm. it just leaves. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because I know it's in the first movie, I'm like, they're 
wow, they're not very loyal to uh, the the main guy. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, we're done. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Going home. Right, right. And my chat's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like, oh my God. Like, that's such a different perspective because, like, I started there. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the second one, I'm like, oh my God, this is like the movie he wanted to make. So then mm. for you, it's like you saw the awesome movie and it's like oh oh this is where it started yeah yeah and i was like <laughs> oh, oh okay yeah yeah well it's i just like it was i think antonio's character was just like pretty like it was relatable as fuck i'm like oh fuck like this feels great to watch like i don't know i'm a i'm a latino like uh just He's a fighter and a lover there you go man that's like almost that's like the perfect that's any combination i feel like any artist who's like has to defend themselves like oh yeah i gotta shoot but i'll, I'll do it pretty you know <laughs> it's like a samurai oh yeah absolutely oh yeah 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 absolutely because like they're like super smart and very talented artists but they're also very calculated warriors. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my god oh and they're poet yeah how they would like write odes and poets and whatnot yeah yes. yeah it's like nuts yeah it's a great way to think about it too yeah i'll say i want to see some more samurai movies because like we have this archetype in the oh yeah in the Western world, I want to see it in the East. I want to see the samurai. Me and uh, that's not Matt Damon. You gotta watch. You should start with Yojimbo, because I saw that recently. There's not a lot of action. Well, I would say it's not like sword clinging action like you think it would. But Yojimbo is the reason why. Like, is um, a big uh, influence had a big influence on Clint Eastwood, and Clint was always about. Um, this kind of like the uh, you know how he has like the stoic kind of western style yo jimbo was essentially like a ronin like kind of just walking around and wandering and within that movie he pretty much gets two rival like families to like turn on one another and like how he's like kind of outsmarts them and whatnot and the cinematography cinematography is amazing Takira kurosawa um and that movie and Seven Samurai. Me and my buddy have been talking. Me and my uh, buddy have been talking about watching that movie for the longest. It's three hours and forty five minutes long. So you know we're in for the long haul. And it's black and white. And it's black and white. But I'm not gonna lie, black and white movies, dude, are amazing. Have you ever seen Who's Afraid of? Sorry, have you ever seen of uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No. Oh, you should. It I- is so. The thing the. The thing about black and white is that um, it's really about, you know, like there's no color. When I had a buddy, my same buddy was telling me that, like, you don't watch black and white and try to, like, fill in or, like, see the colors of, like, what they're, like, what everyone's wearing. And I'm like, absolutely not. I cannot do that. But for me, it's because I'm accepting it as this grayscale, right? Yeah. And it almost feels like the actors within black and white movies it's it feels like since they're aware of the lack of color, it just feels like more of a theatrical performance, but it like it's translated well on camera. But you yes. yeah, but I would say man, I would say uh you should check out Yojimbo. It is slow, but Semur- Seven Samurai is on the list and there was another one I think that I saw the other day that I was kind of interested in, but um can't quite cannot remember the name. It happens all the time. I know, I know. So I have to write it down right away. I ne- well, either that or add it to my list on HBO, and you know, yes. next time, which I've been watching a lot of movies on lately, and it's awesome. So HBO is the best streaming platform. I think so. Yes, and Netflix is 
just as expensive as it now. It's like these are not comparable. Not even close, dude. It's and HBO's just feels like a lot of. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different quality content on there. Yeah. I've been surprised what movies I've kind of found on HBO Max, honestly. So, I mean, when I saw Dead Man, that was kind of nutty. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it called Dead Man? Yeah, it was. It was. So, my next question is: Do you think we'll we'll see a remake of El Mariachi, but from a different director, no, or does it have to so. be Robert Rodriguez? No, I don't think so. I think saying like that is like, would anybody redo Pulp Fiction? And it feels like such an original thing. I think the theme right. of like storing guns in a in a guitar case, if anything, has like that in itself is a trend. Oh. Or, but I'm saying it developed. A cliche. Well, yeah, a they, trope. Yeah, but they. I mean, I'd say El Mariachi kind of started that. You know, like yeah. that. And so I would say, if anything, it would be fun to see like something. Like that attempted again, but I just don't really think that's the current climate when it comes to um, like uh, action movies at the moment. It does. It just kind of seems like they're more. Um, I don't know. It seems like that they're just kind of going back to like let's just focus on the action because now that it's like straight to streaming movies, it's like well, the like it doesn't really matter, you know. It just feels like it's more about the selling than like representation or just like doing something drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like it's kind of like, cause I'm looking at like the, the, the archetype of like this Hispanic warrior figure, but we kind of have that right now with Mandalorian oh, yeah. in a way. Cause like yeah, it, he's face covered the whole time. That makes him more of a Clint Eastwood character. Man with no name. Oh, no yeah, face. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That was that show definitely has a lot of Western vibes as well. I love a Western. So here for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's close it with one last question. Sure. Would you recommend these movies to a friend, all of them or a single one? I would uh, recommend like, oh, yeah, you should watch the first two. But then the last one, like, you know, don't take your time too seriously. Like you can either revisit it or you can um, like, I don't know, have a, maybe more of a lively crowd while you're watching when you're like with yeah. people. That's what I would say. More of a, a communal little, watch thing. Exactly. Hang out, have yeah. it in the background. Yeah. You know, maybe the third, maybe that's where we kind of tripped up on the third one. Maybe we should have just like. It's the wrong setting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I I put too much focus into it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a social movie." I feel like, yes, yeah. It's like instead of like watching the because uh, the first the Super one, Bowl, yeah. it's you're watching this movie. It's yeah. like you're having a good time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. the first one you can watch by yourself. The second one, watch on a date, and the third one, um, and the yeah, I would say the third one is like watch with a group of people. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I would say yeah. Yeah, go check it out. Why not? Let me know what you think. <laughs> I'd say for That's sure way first and second it. one. Yeah. But yeah. I would probably just recommend the first and second. Yeah. I would even suggest watching it like, oh, by the way, I saw the second one. You know, I would give him the option oh. and let him know the difference and being like, so I saw the second one first and I felt like it was just as interchangeable as like watching the first one. I feel like people always gravitate towards the newer, higher budget product that is i would say that is true because i will say that i think the i'm going back to one of our old podcasts but the uh 
20, like I've said it before and I'll say it again. The 2016 Shin Godzilla is like my Godzilla of <laughs> my, like, yes. I did see the first one, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> but that's it for the Simon Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about the Mexico trilogy by Robert Rodriguez. Please check them out where they are available. And before we go, Diego, thank you. It's always been a blast. Thank you, Arman. I love I love being here, bro. You know that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you here. Yeah. But if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate, that is Syndicate, on Instagram and Letterboxd. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Soy un hombre muy honrado que me gusta lo mejor. A mujeres no me falta ni el dinero ni el amor. Jineteando en mi caballo por la sierra yo me voy. Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.